Cool. All right, guys. It's Alex, and I'm here with Aaron from hey. RevCore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today we are out here in Cambridge um, checking out this spot. It's been around for how long have you guys been around for? Mm, we opened just about three and a half years ago in Cambridge. Um, but we started RevCore, uh, oh goodness, 2012. Wow. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a very cool, unique concept. I've actually never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fun. I've done one of each. I did a core board class and a RevCore class. Yeah. And that was, um, the most challenging yet fun kind like of to get them out to a high intensity class. That's next. I don't know. We'll find That's out. That's next. We'll find out. Uh, Maybe I should do a vlog on that. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I love it. But yeah, so anyway, so here, um, just really trying to, you know, kind of give a voice to the micro gym community in southwestern Ontario. Um, and again, I always forget that I know so much of what's happening around in the area because I try to, you know, as much as I can stay on top of these things. Yeah. A lot of people don't. And every time I kind of mention RevCore about yeah. you guys, everyone's like, so what is that? We're thing? still so Whatever. small. Yeah. And it's just so unique that I'm just surprised more people don't know. Yeah. But anyways, so... Um, Let's even just start with like a little bit more about yourself. How did you get into fitness? Um, how did you, how did this even begin? That whole kind of thing. Oh boy. Um, well, I think uh, I was kind of born moving. I think movement was just intuitively something that I knew I needed to do in order to be who I am. Um, I grew up dancing and, uh, you know, right away went to, um, assist my dance instructor and, and knew that, that sharing movement and helping people move well, it, right from, you know, early teens, I knew that was something that was important to me. Um, I think that moving through like later on in my teens, I went through a little rough patch and, uh, there's no question that getting to the gym in my, in my late teens, I think I was around 19 when I got, um, randomly just an awesome trainer who, uh, just kind of, kind of reminded me that, that movement and strength just are such a grounding, uh, constant in your life. And, uh, and that it was just, um, non-negotiable in my world. So fitness has always been around. Um, you know, we all have our little peaks and valleys right. where you, um, where you, you kind of fall off your, your rhythm and your patterns. But, um, yeah, I've always been teaching movement pretty much my whole life. Um, lots of yoga for a little while, lots of fitness and personal training and group fitness. And I've kind of done it all. Um, and RevCore came about, uh, I also had, like you, in tandem, a corporate career where, you know, it wasn't always running facilities and, and, uh, and never was teaching full time. But um, I did a lot of consulting in, in our industry, in the wellness and fitness industry, and um, a lot of brand building and storytelling. And um, Angela, my business partner, who dreamed up um, these systems, these, these suspension systems with resistance bands, our RevCore systems, um, she was a client. And um, I actually first saw her on Dragon's Den. No way. Yeah, that's how, uh, how we initially connected. Um, she was making a pitch and she had, you know, developed these systems. She had opened her little studio in, in London and her vision at the time was to, um, bring home kits that bring, bring RevCore in as a home workout. And, um, as soon as I saw what she was demoing on Dragon's Den, I was just like, this is such an important workout. Um, having been teaching yoga for about a decade, um, I started to see ways that just strictly from a fitness 
perspective, yoga was missing um, some posterior chain. It was missing some back body strength. And the, the pulling motion is, is impossible, right, with just body weight movement. Um, so when I saw that she was, you know, instructing um, mindful controlled movements that added an element of safe resistance, I love resistance bands, um, I felt like this is it. This is the workout that people need. So I got in touch with her right away. I was writing for Sweat Equity magazine at the time, wrote a little article about her, we hung out, we had lunch, we hit it off, and um, did a little bit of consulting together, and then before long, we realized that we needed to partner, so. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so, like, just seeing it, you knew it was a thing, and then you tried the first workout, and you were like, yeah, this is like, It was like it. everything my body was looking for at that time, and what's cool is that, you know, when Ange started the workout, um, it's interesting because she doesn't have a yoga background, but uh, her mom does. Her mom is a yoga teacher. And uh, so it's interesting that her first sequences were very yoga-based. Um, but as we sort of developed and, um, and fell in love with the workout and, and evolved with the workout, um, the workout evolved with us. So that's when we started to add a lot more um, deeper strength on the core board, um, more high intensity. The bands give you tremendous spring and support in, in jumping. So, you know, when you think about CrossFit doing box jumps and things like that, it gives people who maybe have had, uh, you know, a knee injury or some limitations with low body strength, um, the opportunity to jump really high and soften their landing. Right. So, um, you know, the workout has evolved to include lots of different um, opportunities and ways for people to move. It's been a blast. I think the coolest thing the first time I saw this um, was just and experienced it myself is just the scalability of yeah. of the movement. I think coming from a CrossFit background of like we, we strive to make all the movement scalable across yeah. our ability levels. It definitely felt like some of the times that I had done yoga before, it's like, well, I definitely can't do that. So I'll do the kind of like, and, and a good instructor would give me a substitute. Awesome. But here it felt like I can definitely do it. Like I might have to rely on the bands a little more, a little less, yeah. but I can still do the thing that you're asking me to do. You're right. And it's, it's cool because you can use the resistance bands both, as you just said, to, to challenge you and to support you, mm -hmm. um, which is the neat thing about, about suspension. Um, and then, you know, I think the other thing that's really fun we love when our CrossFit friends come and visit all the time because resistance bands are harder than, than you think, right? Sometimes, you know, people will look at our equipment and think, oh, this isn't going to be very challenging, but it just taps into different muscles, the small little stabilizing muscles. It's pretty fun, right? When I did that cardboard right? class the first time and you're like, you should try the advanced bands. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no problem. And I'm like, nope, I need to try the medium bands. It's awesome, it's right? It's very, very different. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. And, and um, the amount of... I get mindfulness the way you called it in terms of like what muscle you're moving and how you're supposed to do that. Has it always been like that with, with RevCore? Like you guys are always like when you're talking about hip hinging and stuff like that, I found there's a lot of, I guess, terminology that's just generally in fitness yeah. that I've never heard in a group training kind of setting other than like cool. you know, a CrossFit one-on-one -on -one instruction thing. Has Very that always cool. been a, a key part of what you guys do? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think for us, uh, we wanted to always um, bring a workout that was still highly technical, even though some of our classes are in very large group settings. Mm -hmm. um, we, we are always trying to teach people how to move in, in ways that, um, that give them a solid foundation for all of the movements that they do, right? Um, so, yeah. Very cool. And then um, in terms of how do you guys see yourself as a gym fitting in, mm -hmm. you know, the landscape between this and a typical big box 
oh, studio. Yeah, that's a good question. I can't even call it a big box studio, a big box box. A big box <laughs> box. Um, as far as how do we, how are we different? Yeah, in general, I just feel like the, the importance of the market, um, or I guess the importance of the micro gym market, mm-hmm. I think is kind of understated. Oh man, I think this is one of the things that you do so well too. And I think that's why we're friends. Um, To me, it's just about the community. It's about, um, you know, for, for us when we created RevCore, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of all workouts. Like I, I believe in movement and I believe in challenging your body in lots of different ways. So you'll never hear me say like, this is the best workout and you should only do this workout. Um, but what, uh, what I do think is that, um, people need more than anything support in living a connected, healthy lifestyle. Right. So we knew that, um, that when we, when we built, uh, RevCore and, and developed the brand that we wanted to give people really solid tools for supporting positive mindset, eating really well, um, and also, you know, pushing ourselves to, um, to celebrate our passions. Like so often as an adult, right, all of those hobbies and passions get kind of swept to the side. So we focus on that a lot in the studio, especially in our challenges and in our one-on-one coaching. Um, and I think that's really what sets us apart. We know our members, you're the same, you know, I know yep. that your, your crew is family to you. You walk in, everybody kind of knows each other, not in a weird way, <laughs> yeah. but in a really nice comforting uh, way where, you know, you're kind of walking through doors where people have your back and, um, in, in the world being the way it is and, and so busy and almost hyper-connected social media is great at connecting people, but it can also um, be isolating in a way, right? It's just, it's authentic connection. And, and, uh, I think every, every small facility, um, you know, offers that and it's, it's a special thing. I think it's so cool because there's so many similarities, I think, between what we do and what you guys do. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like, you have the community of people, you know, working together to yeah. achieve a common goal, celebrate, yeah. um, you know, victories and progress. And then also when it comes to, you know, either working out more regularly, eating better, you mm. actually have a circle of people who are doing it with yeah. you and supporting you as opposed to, I'm the only person out of all my friends that's eating well. Yeah. And then that, I think that can be difficult because if you're the only person then you have to fight the, you know, the urge of everyone trying to pull you back to that old you. Yeah. I mean, peer pressure doesn't stop in in high school, right? It's, it's, uh, it almost gets worse. I think it gets worse and it's usually the number one thing that people share with us as their, as their ultimate challenge when it comes to, um, you know, maybe, uh, not having that extra drink at the, you know, on the dock at the cottage or, or saying, you know, a, a family, like a culture, food is such a sensitive thing, right? People love to share food. There's food traditions. People feel guilty saying no to mom's, you know, whatever it might be, or grandma's big, whatever that she's famous for. It's, yeah. um, it's emotional, right? So knowing that you have a place where you're kind of grounded in, in similar intentions and philosophies, I think it just gives people, it certainly gives me, um, just, uh, it, it's grounding. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like the biggest difference, um, I felt like there was always, you know, through school, there was always this group of people that you could, you know, and 
through high school and the university, there's always groups of people that you can gravitate towards yeah. that you have uh, a lot <laughs> in common with because you're in, in a room of everyone's your same age. There's 400 people in this lecture. Yeah. You'll find four or five people that you get along with. Yeah. As soon as you leave school and you go to the work workforce yeah. in the regular world, a all of a sudden point. you have a whole bunch of coworkers. You have some friends that you're trying to hang on to, but you're working so much that yeah. the friendships can, you know, they, they change and they, mm -hmm. they, they, they evolve. And people change, yeah. And then all of a sudden it becomes like, well, where's your kind of community that's all kind of pushing together because in school you're all trying to graduate right everyone's mm -hmm. trying to move in the same direction i was actually just trying to have a smoke in the bushes just like it. that just get by <laughs> i just wanted to D be like degree. when can i sneak out when won't they <laughs> notice me high school was was a good time it was a good time you gotta have a good time at some point <laughs> it was different but then seeing you know seeing seeing the community and having um you know that push to yeah. work to better yourself together is not you know, it's not pervasive in our culture. Yeah. We'd like it to be. I think all of us oh, are yeah. would like it to be, but it's great to have a community. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed you guys do a lot of like different like challenges and nutrition mm -hmm. challenges and stuff. Can you tell us a little more about that? Like what's the benefit in doing them? What have you noticed are the big wins of, you know, having the whole community come together for 30 days, 90 days? How many challenges thing. do you guys do an annual challenge? Um, not particularly, actually. We've done challenges in the past that have done that. So we do like monthly challenges. We'll be like, so for the month of August last year, we did like run, uh, run a mile every day. We'll oh, great. Like I remember you doing that. Yeah, yeah. So you we'll guys were like running that. outside, right? Yes. And yeah, very yeah, cool. So that was one. Then we'll have like a, you know, do do 50 squats every day for a month. Just participation. Sometimes it's, yeah. you know, a six-week nutrition kind of challenge. Yeah. Um, but you guys have done a bunch too. And I really like, the. I mean, you guys have maybe take some video like the sticker board cool. for attendance and that kind of it's a very yeah. cool concept and yeah i think um we so i created something uh maybe three years ago that we called um the rebellion challenge and uh, we tend to run that at least once a year it's eight weeks and um that challenge is something that i created in response to what i was seeing to be honest um, for a lot of women's fitness, um, I noticed that a lot of my female clients who were coming in um, were talking to me about their past fitness experiences being really focused on inch loss mm -hmm. and pant size stuff. And it just honestly gives me the heebie-jeebies because I just think that we're so much more than like inches. Mm -hmm. um, and I and I also strongly believe that uh, that that inch loss or weight loss just simply can't be the motivator um, for living your best, healthiest life. So I wanted to create a challenge that could help people understand that um, that being healthy is really something you're doing for your mind and your body. Um, and that, you know, while it's great, like I think weight loss is an excellent goal for people who need to lose weight to be healthier. Um, I think that that weight loss happens when you're treating your body right just like so many other things happen. So basically with the Rebellion Challenge, uh, it's an eight-step challenge. Every single week has a theme and it's a mindset-focused challenge. So there's always um, a workout goal associated with it, but there's also um, weekly goals connected to um, living some of your passions out, dedicating yourself to stillness and quiet time, um, journaling, like, mo uh, not monthly, sorry, every morning, like, gratitude journaling, right. quick, super simple, you know, I love the five-minute journals, so yep. um, a lot of our members use a five-minute journal. It's really just about creating a lifestyle that is grounded in a healthy mindset and less about, you know, I would so often hear people say, like, oh, I did this fitness challenge, it was 30 days, I lost 
23 pounds. I was so hungry. I ate cucumbers and almonds and shakes. And then I just fell right off the rails and it was pizza and beer all summer long. And then in the fall, I want to get back at it. Right. right. So we wanted to take people off of that kind of failure uh, cycle and just, you know, give them tools to, to still be able to, to have an awesome time and, and enjoy the summer sun and have a, you know, cocktail on the patio or, you know, your favorite, your favorite meal. And it's just part of your lifestyle living fully, but also having, you know, discipline. I like that. I like, I, I definitely also see things very similarly in terms of, I think wherever you are is a symptom of your habits. It's yeah. not, it's not something that you need to punish. It's not something that you need right. to, you know, re- regret necessarily. You can totally. learn from it. Um, but the key is to develop new habits and taking that time to be mindful, work out more often, Forever. you know, have one less drink. Yeah. The solution isn't to go for 30 days of yeah. you know, eating cucumbers and drinking <laughs> drinking fit tea or something, <laughs> yeah. lose a bunch of weight and then go, cause it's not sustainable. And, and you and don't really, feel you well usually. When no, you go and that, you haven't built you know? any new habits. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like, we're creatures of habits. So yeah. if you didn't build the habit of making more time to exercise or move or pursue yeah. a passion, it's not going to be something that's going to be around there later for you. And relying on a trainer too. I mean, we're, we're always here to, to be uh, a coach and a guide and a support, but I love knowing that my members have their own tools on the inside um, to self-motivate because we, we have to have those tools, whether it's, you know, a tough day at work or, you know, life is hard and it's stressful. And, and the more, as you say, we can develop those healthy mindset habits, um, the more we're able to pull ourselves through difficult, difficult moments on all levels and, and stay on a healthy living you know, trajectory. That's why we love to do the challenge. We do, um, we do a challenge uh, twice a year, always in the toughest times. So before Christmas and right. then right at the beginning of patio season where, you know, it's the hardest time to, to hold it together. So we don't do them in New Year's and we don't do them in the fall, which is when, so when most people love to do a challenge because uh, we like to just give people the ultimate support during the hardest time. I think the thing is, it's always, you know, when's the, uh, what's that Chinese proverb? Like the best time to plant a tree is 40 years ago. The yeah. second best time is like today, yeah. like now. I think it's a, it's interesting because a lot of people will use that like, no, you know, I'll start Monday or like mm-hmm. after Christmas and the holidays, then I'll get, then I'll get it together. And of course, because I'm going to get it together after Christmas means I'm going to binge like crazy <laughs> this Christmas because. Better enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I got to enjoy it while I got it as yeah. opposed to having this like, let's get through the season. Yeah. And, you know, be mindful about it and just be making, you know, small steps in the right direction. It's it's not about small shifts, right? It's like, you know, it's not about being that person at the table that has like three, you know, pieces of broccoli on your, on your plate. It's, it's about Tupperware (laughs) (laughs) and we've probably, I've done that and you've done that. It's like, we've, we've all done that and it's, it's not necessary. Right. Uh, it's just about, you know, as you said, maybe just opting for one last glass of wine or just, you know, looking at your portions and being mindful and just asking yourself, am I full? Like, I think I'm full. I think I'm good. You know, just being aware and checking in and getting to that point where you realize, like, I don't need to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. Not like, I think I can fit a little more <laughs> in. Let's, you know, <laughs> just, just flipping the question yeah. that you ask yourself a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And how does it make me feel? Because at the end of the day, we don't actually feel good when we do those things, right? Like if we if we eat too much pizza, if we have too many drinks, if we you know eat the whole bag of chips instead of just a little bowl, we always feel 
some sort of sickness after, right? Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a, I mean, a pizza hangover is almost as bad sometimes as a, as a beer <laughs> hangover, um, you know, so you pay for it. So it's, it's about saying like, I'd like to take care of myself and feel really good tomorrow when I wake up right. um, and caring about, you know, yourself the way you would for a friend. Yeah, that's huge. A lot of interesting things that I've like read and, and talked to is, you know, instead of having that like negative self-talk, because like imagine if you were talking right. to yourself, you're, you're your own yeah. child and you're what would you tell yourself yeah. as opposed to all the like, I can't do this or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having a really hard time with this. It's okay to acknowledge it. But then in terms of, you know, moving forward, how would you talk to yourself yeah. if you're your own best friend? And really you are. You should, we should be, we all do that though, right? That yeah. inner dialogue, it's pretty frightening what's in there sometimes. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. um, you were telling me a little bit about a program that you guys do in the summer for teenage girls. Oh yeah, actually really we're just cool, launching actually. this. We're really yeah. excited about it. So um, we started uh, free programming for girls, I think about a year and a half ago. We called it She Runs the World. Um, and uh, we just, we're really believing that it's a prime time for girls to have more support. Mm -hmm. um, I think social media is a really tough thing. If I think about being a teen, um, I can't imagine if my teenage years were on camera. You know, it's Seriously. like everything's recorded for, for kids these days. And uh, I think it's a tough time to be a teenager. And um, there's so much valuable conversation coming up in the last two years from women and girls that um, we felt like it was a great time to kind of contribute in and, and add a safe space and some positive um, some positive activities. So we started with free programming um, on our Wednesday nights, which was awesome. We also like drop in for free, do a workout. Yeah, it was, you know, right after school, we, we ran a, a free class um, from uh, like for an hour right after school. And um, it included uh, always like a 10 or 15 minute coaching chat actually about our rebellion principles. We would always talk about one of those steps and how to incorporate those um, those mindsets into uh, into day to day life. Um, we have offered um, camps for like March break and summer camps and stuff. And then this summer, um, I'm really excited. One of our one of our um, our staff, Amanda, our kinesiologist, is is just so uh, amazing at working with with youth. Um, she's been training um, a couple of our, uh, our our teens here one on one. So um, we're going to be introducing. Um, a four-week uh, training program, personal training program, program for girls. I think it's going to be 16 to 18. So we're okay. going to be launching this next week. And the thing that we're most excited about is um, that those girls in the program will have access to our coaching app. And all of the content in the app will be designed um, around all of the different challenges that, that girls are facing today. So it's going to talk a lot about body positivity, um, eating to truly nourish your body, um, how to resist pressures around like being thin and weight loss and, and all, all the sort of physical pressures, um, but also teaching girls things that are useful as they go off to university, like how to make a meal for five bucks that's healthy, um, because everybody knows that freshman year is like the, you know, ultimate drive-through, like, you know, yeah, fast order food, pizza and drink right? beer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so just how to get, you know, have some healthy tools around your nutrition. They're going to learn some amazing body awareness, which I think is really vital at that age. And uh, I also think that it's really, really life-changing for young girls to learn um, about strength. I think, unfortunately, women still get lumped into group fitness um, 
you know, as if that's for women and then guys are in the weight room. I think it's shifting a lot. You must see this. Like yep. it's so empowering for women to pick up a weight. So many people have never, women have never picked up a weight in their lives, right? So, um, so we're really excited to teach um, some of those younger women about, about the power of strength um, and, and what a, what a I think, um, lifelong um, thing that really needs to be staying strong as a woman. That's very cool. So we're pumped about that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, a lot, of, lot of cool community-driven things. Again, a lot of parallels that I noticed from what we're doing. And it's yeah. just so interesting to see that like, while our methodologies are similar yet different, so There's different, still so right? There's so much in common that we have. Well, we both have an event planning background, yep. right? And I think that that for me and and a hospitality background, right? You worked in hospitality yep. too. So, um, for me, I think that's one of the things that I love the most is just creating uh, a space where people can have have a good time. Um, but I also love, you know, I'm from Toronto and moving out here to Cambridge. This is such a much smaller community, and it's just so fun. For me, because people are already connected here, right? So you can just deepen the connection, and 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 it's also fun because as a small community, um, we don't have the same access to like little boutiques and shops and things like that. So it's fun to bring in unique things. Yeah, I think every time I've been out here with you, we've run into like four or five people <laughs> that you it's, know, which is it really can be cool. Really small town. It's like hello, hello, right? Everyone it's, knows. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go to the grocery store, you're gonna see like ten people who are looking in your cart. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's small town. Right. How many facility owners that you chat with and see bring their dogs to the to the gym? Oh, that's a great question. Not that many, actually. Like, I bring my guy. Um, there's a, in, in the CrossFit side of things, there's an interesting, um, I guess, movement with some people where, like, some people are, like, an completely anti-dog. Really? Yeah. And oh. uh, they're, like, it's not professional. You uh. know? And I think, I mean... I, 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 I guess it's all those it, things. It's, to me, it's, like, it's a, it's a, it's a it depends question. Yes. Because when it's really busy, I'll put my guy in my office and mm -hmm. he doesn't run around. He doesn't yeah. do whatever. Um, and some people aren't comfortable with dogs, so he'll just sit in my office. Yeah. There's a difference between that. And so for us, he's the only dog that's allowed at yeah. the gym because you can't. Oh, yeah. You can't be around. bringing your dog to the gym. Um, Although my niece dog does come here from time to must time. Be really cute. Her name's Doris. She's amazing. But I bring, I bring all three of my dogs here, yeah. not at once, but I'll bring two at a time. And. Uh, so there's a dog bed it. right over here. There's yeah, a there's a, there's always there. a dog bed here, um, but I just I love the way that uh, that animals um, kind of bring people together too. Because I think so often I see this in your facility too. Like I think of CrossFit, this can be intimidating for yep. people, and then people see a dog and they're like, oh, right. It just immediately makes people feel comfortable. Well, I think that there's this. It's weird. It's a, it's almost like two-edged sword right now. There's a big push to professionalize the CrossFit box if you will yep. because i think because the movement was so revolutionary and unique yeah um people were able to get away with it just being like hey like we opened up here's some mats here's something doesn't have to be clean mm -hmm. just come on in and do it yeah so of course at the beginning that worked yeah it doesn't work anymore because now <laughs> if you're like i'm paying 200 dollars a month i kind of want it to be clean i I'd don't like want to do burpees be and be covered in like black dirt yeah which is completely a fair <laughs> thing so you do need to be more professional, but then there's a point where we still don't need to turn into uh, you know a traditional big box thing where like yes. okay now I don't know your name and I'm you know being super like you cold have and to keep your grit. I mean that's yeah. what CrossFit has always it's still been all a about. Community, it's right? Yeah, it's still a little small community group where everyone yeah. kind of knows everyone. Yeah, you're literally you know what, one degree of separation away. Yes, um, from everyone that you're working out, and that to me that's part of the appeal. And I think definitely. That's the same thing as like a little local coffee shop versus going yeah. to a Starbucks. Totally. And not that there's anything wrong with Starbucks. Yep. It's it's just a different experience. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it's a different experience, and I think it's uh, it's so cool. I mean, one of the things uh, it, it's funny. Someone nominated us recently for one of those like awards, like you know that the newspaper does, like yep. the best whatever in 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 Cambridge. And I actually called the paper and I asked them to remove our nomination. I've had to do that a few times, and and finally they asked me like, why? Why would you do that? And I just said, you know what, like. <clears throat> I really would love for um, small business in general, but especially in the movement community, I would just love for us not to compete because mm -hmm. I just want everyone to move and I, I just want them to, I want them to go to the other gym. I yeah. want them to go to the other yoga studio because I just think movement will change your life and wherever you land, wherever you feel at home, I want you to go there and I want all those facilities to thrive because the more we all thrive, the more, more people move. That's exactly it. I think coming from that, like, you know, um, instead of being from the scarcity mindset of like, mm -hmm. there's this many people that exercise, I need uh, to get my cut no. and that's it. To me, you know, um, we're fighting the couch. We're fighting inactivity. Yeah. That's the real, yeah. you know, that's the real. That's our primary enemy. competition. Yeah, that's not <laughs> it's the other Netflix. gym down the street doing a different style no. of movement. And it kind of bothers me that a lot of people will actively you know degrade oh, other movement styles of yeah. oh like that is dumb or mm -hmm. this is dumb or that's dangerous yeah. because in, don't get me wrong there's definitely different layers of quality when yeah. it comes to how a coach delivers a program but i would still rather you move than not than move. Not. so instead of like trying to you know put people down why yeah. don't we you know rise the tide for movement in oh, general and i really think to totally. me the big the big push to community fitness, I think, which I would, you know, kind of call yeah. this, is like having a community of people that you're getting in shape with. I think that's the real future. Mm -hmm. It's not going to a gym where you don't know anyone, you swipe your card, the person that you've never met before, like waves you on through yeah. and then you go in. To me, I think having a community of people is important just sociologically and psychologically. Yeah. And then having, you know, that push to better yourself and yeah. be surrounded with people who are also bettering themselves. Because it's interesting once you start noticing, um, and I'm sure you have these stories too. We have a lot of people who come in you know, they're not sure, they're bored with their workout, they're trying something different. They almost don't know what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then really quickly, you know, six months, a year later, talking to them, they're like, you have no idea how this has changed my life. Yeah. Like I got a promotion at work and mm -hmm. this got better and that got better. It's just because everyone that was around them, it's like, you know, it's okay to go to bed early. Yeah. It's okay to wake up at five to work out. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to not have the extra wine. You're like, yeah. oh man, like I can actually like pursue these things I wanted yeah. to and I'm not being pulled in mm -hmm. the other direction because this community made it okay. Yeah. I think the community is as powerful as any of the other stuff that we do, if not, yeah. if not, the, if not more. Um, and it's something that we're missing these days, right? It's like I said about social media. We feel connected because we're constantly, but that's not real connection. It's no. not authentic connection. So, you know, with everyone being so busy and juggling so many things, I just think that that hour that you show up at the gym and... And just have, like, even if you're super shy, you, you feel the energy, right? Mm -hmm. And you feel the support. And I think it boosts you up. And 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 there's no end to where that can go, that connection, you no, know? That's true. What kind, of, um, what kind of lessons has just fitness in general taught you that you've been able to apply to your business? Oh, my gosh. Everything, right? Um, I mean, discipline, perseverance, those are the biggest things. Um, I think that... Uh, one of the things that we talk about in Rebellion a lot is um, just being aware of the language that we use. So oftentimes in fitness, like <clears throat> I've always had, I had uh, arthritis onset really early. And so I would find myself saying things like, oh, this is my bad shoulder or this is my, you know, messed up knee. And, and really thinking about um, shifting 
how we talk to ourselves and about ourselves and, and focusing on like, this is my strong side right. and this is where I need work. Right. Um, and I think that is business, right? Recognizing your, your talents and your gifts, knowing where to get help and to, and to recruit the best help that you can find being humble enough to say, I'm, I'm not perfect at everything, but I'm going to keep improving. Um, oh my Lord. Like it keeps going. Yeah. Like fitness really is such a metaphor. And I, I think, you know, even if you think about, you know, just simply doing repetitions or moving through a minute of cardio, like it's just like life. It's like one second at a time. And man, when life is tough and you're going through a big challenge, sometimes that's all you've got is like, okay, I can survive this a breath at a time. And, and I know for a lot of our members, they'll say to me, like, I got through that tough time because I thought about, you know, the minutes at the, at the studio where it's like, okay, just focus right on this movement, on this breath even. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how you survive everything. It's almost like being present in the moment and addressing the thing that needs to be addressed and not letting the, you know, the overwhelmingness of the situation that you're in yeah. kind of creep in. Cause if you know, you have a huge uphill battle ahead of you, yeah. you can focus on that and be, you know, almost paralyzed and stuck in inaction. Or yeah. you can be like, well, I need to take this next step right now and I'll deal with the, the step after that. Like when I get there, but right now I got to worry about yep. holding this and pose for. That's what I love about seconds. CrossFit because I think that to the average person who is maybe, you know, a real fitness novice or who doesn't have any background with heavy weights, it in your mind is easy to walk in and say, Oh my gosh, what that guy's doing over there. I'm never going to be able to do that, but it's just about layers, right? Like you'll show them you're going to start here and you're going to work there. And then it's just, don't worry about what that guy's doing. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be this, and then it's going to be this. And I think, you know, that that's strength training in general. You know, we, we always hear people say like, oh, I'll never be able to, uh, what that person's doing is just never going to be for me. And there's nothing better than seeing people get to that place, but it has to be a slow, like slow and steady wins the race. That's right? exactly it. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think that's one of the most rewarding parts of this whole thing is, seeing the potential in someone that they don't see yet themselves. And then when they finally kind of just like, not even when they completely reach it. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're all continually yeah. growing, but when you see their eyes are open, like, Oh man, like maybe I can do that. I'm yeah. Like, ah, yeah. Like, that's it. You see it now too. Cause yeah. I saw it the whole time. Yeah. Now you see it. Yeah. And even seeing it with your staff, right. It's like we, and, and others seeing it in you. Yeah. Um, it's just a great environment to be around where everybody's rooting for the best possible outcome for you. And, and that's, you know, it's most people don't find that even under their own roof a lot of times, cause we're just busy mm-hmm. getting through the day. So, you know, we're so lucky that we get to do what we do. That's so cool. I wish that more, um, you know, small gym business and micro gym business owners had that same mentality kind of go going back to our earlier point of the same way that when you're in a class, everyone's cheering for everyone else. You know, I wish yeah. it was more, we're cheering for oh. everyone else's success. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, there's still more people than our gyms. Yes. We're in no danger of not no, having No, we're in no danger. If we just got more people exercising. Yep. That's it. Yep. So I noticed that you guys have like two different rooms mm-hmm. and they're two different programs. So one's RevCore, but the other one is CoreBoard. So CoreBoard is actually the first one that I tried before I tried a RevCore. Yeah. Course. And it's significantly more challenging. Yeah. Because there's resistance like everywhere. Like where did the idea for that version of it come from it because already like RevCore in general is just like a mm-hmm. 
it totally makes sense to me, but I was like, that's already a, like a huge leap. And then to yeah. know, innovate on that again, I'm like, wow, this is this Yeah. Is well, I love that question because it goes back to what I was saying earlier about like how uh, for Ange and I, um, the workout has kind of evolved with us. Uh, what we sort of want in our bodies, we, we just try and, and create it, right, for, for our members. Um, and, and the biggest thing to me is never getting stuck and saying like, oh, no, no, our workout is we use these the overhead bands and this is the only way to work out. I think both Ange and I were missing the feeling of, um, of a traditional gym workout with free weights. But when we would go back to those free weights, uh, we were noticing, especially for me with my, uh, I've got pretty hardcore arthritis in my hands. So when I pick up dumbbells, oftentimes I really have achy hands. And just the science behind resistance bands and the way they work, it's, it's just such a nice, safe way to strength train. So um, we, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out like, okay, it does feel different to pull from the floor versus overhead. You can lay on your back and do a bicep curl at the RevCore bands with the overhead, but it feels different on the core board, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's really where it come from. It came from. We, we wanted to, um, to, to try and create a modality that gave people also the opportunity to attach resistance to their legs um, so that we could do some resisted leg work and, and some stability work that way. So resistance bands are so stability focused, right? That's why they're so much fun and so effective. Um, and physios obviously use them for, for therapeutic training. So um, we see those therapeutic benefits as well. So it's been really neat on the core board because it's a little bit heavier resistance that we cue, um, but it still is really helping people kind of rehab those shoulders and hips and knees and get some really nice stability in the body. Um, it's, it's, you know, smaller groups. It's a little bit intimidating at first, right? When people look at it, it's like, Definitely oh my gosh, hardcore, there's, yeah. yeah, there's bands coming from every which way. But once you kind of get on it, it's like, okay, you know what? I can do this. And, uh, we've, we've loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's very cool to see the evolution and, um, you know, I guess your, your open-mindedness beyond, you know, your first innovation to like, we're still looking for, you know, ways to yeah. not necessarily change the first workout, yeah. But to you know, offer a different service that's gonna or a different product that's gonna be complementary to the to the first one. Yeah, I think I, I that that was important to me coming from the yoga world for a while, where um, I noticed that there were people in in multiple camps. So you had yoga practitioners who really embraced other modalities and and fitness and um, you know a variety of different forms of yoga, and then you have you know, that kind of subset who are like, this is the yoga, this is the way you do it. You do these movements and these are the ones and it never changes and that's your lifelong way of moving. Right. Um, and it was just so important to me that we never be that type of company, even though we kind of um, planted our roots in, in resistance bands and a passion for that. Um, we, we promised ourselves from day one that we would always evolve. And, and odds are, if my body is craving something, my members is, is, are mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that you are the same way with your members. It's, it's just keeping an open mind. It's like life, right? And not being, not being stuck or finite. And not being dogmatic to like, this is what it is. It's going to be like this forever. Never changes. Don't you think? I think a lot of people trip up there. I think that it's um, because we can become protective of what we've created or protective of, the, of a philosophy. But yep. everything grows and evolves. Um, and uh, I think it's necessary for it to grow and evolve yeah. and change because that's how all new things get discovered. Yep. Um, and there's so many different parts to fitness, you know, with um, the physiological and the psychological, right? Yep. Like you have to have fun when working out. 
I had this discussion and with a lot surprises, of people. And surprises, right? Like yeah. life is not predictable. Life is very surprising. Yeah. So I think that your your fitness should always mirror life as best it can. Like I think it's got to come complete with, you know, lots of different twists and turns. And I think that's the stuff that teaches you how to navigate ups and downs in yeah. life. I, I do. Um, so yeah, that's we, we try to keep it fresh as you guys do too, I know. Yeah, you want to make sure that, you know, you're having beyond having a great workout, you're also enjoying and having fun when you're in the gym because I feel there's so many things in life that, you know, that fitness should not be a chore. It shouldn't yeah. be flossing your teeth or doing your laundry. No, you got to do that stuff. It should be Do you enjoyable. see shifts in the, in the CrossFit community? I see some shifts going on, like really embracing different um, mobility, um, you know, uh, methodologies and things like that. Do you see some shifts yeah, there's happening? Yeah, there was a big push for mobility. I mean, when I started CrossFit, it was the because it was so new. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was just. It was you know kind of like born and evolving. Yeah. It, you know, warming up was like you don't need to warm up. Yeah. You don't need to stretch. <laughs> Stretching's for suckers. Like literally, yeah. these are the conversations <laughs> that we had with people, and I was like, mm, well, I guess that's what it is. But I came from a sport background. I was right. never a workout guy. And sports is all about like warm up, warm up, warm up, warm mm -hmm. up, cool down, cool down, cool down, extra stretching, rehab. Anyway, so it's interesting to see it, you know, come come around. I love now it. People are understanding how it's important. It's just like anything, though. With I think CrossFitters definitely are a subset of the, of the fitness population that will always take the thing like as far as they possibly yeah. can. So then, the, you know, you get the people who are like, "All I'm going to do is like four hours of mobility every week <laughs> and work out a couple times." And it's like, well, let's find that happy balance of yeah. like you do need to be mobile, but there is a point where um, you're mobile enough as a person. Mm -hmm. And for someone that has really poor mobility. You know, I have like three pins in my ankle and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. There's mobile enough that I'm healthy and anything beyond that's great. Yeah. But you don't have to push it too far. Balance. But it's nice to see like, yeah, people adding in different kinds of, yeah. you know, complementing their um, exercise. Even now, the training cycle that we're in right now actually has like an explicit like cardio component. Crazy. It, awesome. Which, you know, three, four years ago, Never. I think it would have been a mutiny. Yeah. But now, <laughs> like, people are you know, still groaning and complaining, but people are doing it. Yeah. Um, so one day a week, it's either intervals or whatever, literally yeah. just on the bike or on, on, a, on a rower. And it's, you know, that's a, a change now where people are like, okay, cardio is important. I'm like, cool. yes, it never, it was never not important. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I love it. And I th I'm sure it's a huge challenge for those people who have been, uh, you know, avoiding cardio. It's mm -hmm. such a great thing to remember, like, oh, yeah, this is what it feels like to grind and push every second. It's so tough. different. And it's still fun in a group. I, uh, that's a lot of the interesting feedback that I got. Um, what they're like, this is, I would have never done this on my own. Never. And I was yeah. like, no, I, it was Ugh, Cardio is a group in a group. I mean, I know I'm not a runner, but I really appreciate running and I can, I can respect that kind of solitary, like get in the zone, but there is nothing like cardio in a group. Like it was one of my favorite things. I was here this morning teaching at 6am and, and you know, I can see like if there was any one of us here alone doing, you know, a minute of, you know, burpees or whatever it is that we're doing, you're probably going to tap out after, mm -hmm. you know, three <laughs> but when everybody's in it together, it's like being on a team, right? Like yep. you, you, you go the distance for your team and to support that energy. And it's my favorite. I love yeah. it. No, it's, it's so cool to see that, uh, see that evolve and to see the, the group evolve to, you know, people are now, Oh, let's, let's get a group together. We're going to go run a 5k or cool. whatever. And before it was like, you know, we don't have to run. We don't have to do that. We're CrossFitters. We're not running anywhere. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. We run in between lifting weights. Like that's all we do. <laughs> so it's been a cool, it's been cool to see the, uh, the evolution. I for love sure. it. Yeah. Cool. Um, if someone's watching this, they've never tried RevCore. What mm. would you tell them to, uh, yeah, well, I mean, so we're, we're still a pretty small company. Um, 
Ange and I operate our studios. She's in London and I'm here in Cambridge. We have this amazing studio up north in northern Ontario, where uh, which is Angie's hometown in New Liskard. And where, we where's that? New Liskard. It's funny. It's a six degrees of New Liskard. Have you heard of New Liskard? Like, I think the first Only time you told me about it, but I don't even remember it because right? I just think of like New like Liskard is like a station on the go somewhere. <laughs> But New Lisgard, I've never <laughs> So uh, it's a good, I think it's a good seven hour drive. But uh, it's funny because oftentimes when I mention we have a studio up there, I'm blown away that oftentimes people will be like, oh yeah, I have an aunt up there. Or my cousin lives there because it's such a small community. Right. Um, and then we have another studio at West. So, uh, you know, if you want to come in, um, the studio here in Cambridge always has a first timer uh, free class pass. You just book online, the system prompts you to pay, and you just go free first timer class pass as your payment option. We always do a free first class because it is such a different workout. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has RevCore systems because we invented them. So um, it, it's brand new to people. And I always think it takes so much courage to try something new. Um, and people can always message us and, and let us know they're popping in for a visit. We love when out of town people come and, and pay us a visit. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for taking Thanks the time. Thanks for coming. We it's love when you cool, visit. Uh, it's been a cool experience as always. This place was a bank before. There's actually a bank vault here. So this is like one of the most unique. Yeah. Man, if I could find something like this for a crossword gym, it'd be so cool. Yeah. Such you a cool just spot. move in. We'll just put an addition on. Yeah, right. Let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Aaron, thank you. Thanks. Have a good one. See you guys later.